0: Hello and welcome to All You Ever Wanted to Know. I am Jordan Patswold and in studio with me today, I am so excited to be chatting with Lorraine Preston. Lorraine, it is great to have you here on The Rock 98.5. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing really good, Jordan. Thank you
0: joining us to talk about Creative Cording Music Center out of Shiho. Now, uh, tell me for starters, uh, you're actually new to the area. Just how new are we talking?
1: Um, we bought a house here in May and we just finished moving here beginning of July.
0: Excellent. Well, we welcome you to the area and yes, with Creative Cording Music Center uh, offering music lessons with a very unique perspective, we'll call it. We'll dive into that a bit further along in our chat today. But music lessons is where it's at. Uh, Very exciting for a number of different people. You say starting from ages seven all the way up to senior, to the whole entire family getting involved. Let's start with the basics. What instruments are we talking about that people could maybe learn about playing?
1: We teach keyboard, piano, guitar, different kinds of guitar. Banjo, five-string banjo, ukulele, mandolin, bass guitar, and we teach singing lessons. But most of all, I like to work it in with the instrument.
0: All right. Well, let's expand on the we. It's yourself and your husband.
1: Yes, my husband Joe.
0: hmm And uh, I guess new to the area, but is this something you've been doing for quite a number of years?
1: I, should I tell you how many?
0: If you want. I, I hope I'm not embarrassing <laughs> not, at <all. laughs> you know, by, not at all. by answering the question.
1: No, I started actually uh, learning to play guitar when I was 13, and I started teaching when I was 16. And I won't tell you my age, but that's a few years ago. Okay.
0: <laughs> Decades then. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been <laughs> teaching for quite
1: a while. Um, and, you know, and life happened, and, and so I went through times when I wasn't teaching because other things were priority, but music was always a part of my life. Uh, when I got married and then I had my children, of course, music was always a part of their life. Actually, it's a really interesting story. Um, I used to watch the show called The Partridge Family. Oh, okay. And I wasn't a Christian at that time, um, but I just loved that show, and I loved how every episode this family would get together and play a song as a band. And I thought, oh, I'd really like to do that with my children when I grow up, <laughs> and we did. Yeah. So it was it was dream come true.
0: Well, uh, my mom loves music. She definitely lit the fire for myself and my sister, encouraging us to go into music lessons as children. My dad, not so much, but I give my dad a lot of credit because uh, when I did my first round of music lessons, a parent was highly encouraged to be involved. Actually, I think it was a requirement. He had to come or she had to come. Uh, So he took it upon himself to actually come with me for all of these group music lessons. it was such a fun way of learning about music in those stages with him because he was new to it as well. Right. And uh, while he never played the piano or anything like that, one of my fondest memories, it was a church talent show and just for the fun of it, he picked up a tambourine and he played along. <laughs> well, Mom played piano, my sister played clarinet, I played a bell kit, and uh yeah, he ha- he had some fun with the tambourine. Oh,
1: that's fun. But
0: it was just a fun little uh moment that we all had as a family uh to play that song, albeit one uh together okay. as all four of us. You
1: have to start somewhere.
0: Well, sure. Uh so let's uh talk a little bit about the different kinds of lessons uh, that you offer, and uh, again, like you said, this is really for any Just starting off in music as a child, uh, to those a little bit older, uh, someone who's maybe recently retired even, wants to start a hobby. All of this is possible to learn a musical instrument. Uh, Tell us just how often you offer these lessons and in what kind of setting ultimately. Is it like a one-to-one kind of atmosphere or what exactly?
1: We do our lessons usually once a week for half an hour. Okay. That's usually plenty. Uh, sometimes the odd time a person that's really wanting to get going, you know, maybe they're a little bit older, they're a teenager or, or that way, um, they would do it twice a week or they do a double lesson. Um, that's not as common. A half hour lesson is, is lots. Okay. And because the weeks go by fast. And so, you know, even to try and get practice in for that, um, is, is, you know, sometimes it's not, not easy to get the practice in. And that's probably gonna be the where the easiest teachers you're gonna find that way because, you know, I've heard stories about people that were made to practice and, and in one case, the, the children told me that they ended up hating going for lessons and they quit. And so our approach is different. Um, we, sure, we love it if people practice, but I like to joke and say, if we only had students that practiced properly, we'd have very few students. <laughs> <laughs> so whether that's children or adults, um, the same goes right across the board and you know I myself when I was learning to play piano I wanted to teach piano but I had to learn first and there were a couple of times I was so down on myself because I hadn't got around to practicing and I almost didn't go to the classes those two times and I, I made myself go I felt terrible but I walked out of the one class and it was actually at Long and McQuaid in Winnipeg and I said to my teacher do you know what the victory was here tonight then I actually walked through that door, <laughs> but what it did is it bought me another week, and and it gave me new opportunities, and I kept going, and here I am today. If I had have stopped, I wouldn't be teaching the other people today. So, um, so yeah, I for an adults especially, you know, they're busy, they've got priorities. Um, they maybe they they think they can't do it. Maybe they think they're too old. Nobody is ever too old. We've taught uh, not only the young people, but we've taught right up to great-grandparents. I think our oldest students were 78 and just over 80. Hmm. And you know, they did really well. Yeah. So our lessons are, are fun. We like to keep it moving. We like to figure out how people learn and then adapt the, the uh, course that I've developed over the years to meet their needs and, and uh, their goals.
0: Uh, just being flexible goes such a long way to help people and just encouraging them to that uh, they can do this at their own pace and their ability. Uh, In terms of that flexibility too, uh, boy, have we come such a long way in terms of technology and being able to incorporate uh, all sorts of different things in our lives. I mean, the pandemic accelerated that a little bit too with how we interact with our families. Uh, I know for myself, I have had Virtual board game nights with friends and family I've through things uh, through computers and things like that. Uh, how has this really transformed? Not even just in the last couple of years, but just in general with how you would teach music lessons.
1: It has totally changed the picture. Um, my lessons were always in person in our studio. We had I actually started teaching again full time about thirteen or fourteen years ago in Saint Paul, Alberta. And then we moved to Winkler, Manitoba, where we actually took part of our graduate and we made it into a music studio. And we had wonderful students come through there through the years. Very busy studio um, every week, Monday to Saturday, uh, sometimes all day long and all night, you know, into the later evening long. Um, and then, of course, COVID happened. And, you know, things were clicking along pretty good. And then all of a sudden, it came to a screeching halt in a way, because the school shut down that was local to us, and I just felt that it was important we follow suit. And so, and now here we are, this is our, our livelihood, and it's a little scary, you know, and I know it's happened to a lot of people, where it's effect- well, affected almost everybody. So uh, I stayed shut down for about three weeks, and then I opened back up online. And so I started using FaceTime, WhatsApp, mostly, Uh, The odd time I use Zoom and I like FaceTime and WhatsApp because uh, I can go along and let's say, let's say you're a piano student. Well, you have your piano book on your side. I have the same book on my side. We both have our phones, but I can flip my screen around. Mm. So it's almost like being in the same room because I can go, let's say you're having trouble finding a note on, on in the book. You're not sure what it is. I can go to that. I can flip my screen around. I can actually point at that note and say, okay, let's figure this out. Yeah. And so it's, it's not hard. It's, it's quite easy. And, um, you know, Internet sometimes has its little blips and things. But, you know, that term, the cost of doing business, that's just the way it is. Sometimes that happens. So what I'll do, I, I, I like to be creative. That's why it's called creative courting sure. for one reason. But, you know, there's always another way around it. And so I've learned that as long as you can hear my voice, and as long as you as I can explain things really well, and I have a, a solid system to use, we don't really need to see each other it's your it's my voice you're listening to and so there have been times when my students didn't even have a a cell phone with that they could see me on we just had a landline and yet they did very well because I learned to explain that to them so overall what I found is yes in person a lot of people still think that's the most desirable way but what about if you live far away and you don't have a teacher in your area Right. Right. All you have is online. And I've just learned to do the same lessons, whether it's in person or online. Um, one will be tweaked just a little differently because we're online. In fact, I'm more expressive. You can see my hands are going, <laughs> you know, and I, and I make funny faces. And, and we laugh. We have so much fun online. It's, yeah. it's great. And those students do just as well as the people that come in person. So, and the beauty of it is let's say we have a storm and they're coming in person or they're sick. No big deal. We just do online that week.
0: All right. Makes sense. Again, it's all you ever wanted to know. And today we are chatting with Lorraine Preston of Creative Cording Music Centre. And I know uh, just with people maybe considering music lessons for uh, themselves or their child, uh, they can get lots of great information from Lorraine. You do have a website, Lorraine, if people want to check out more information too.
1: Yes, I do. It is called creativecording.com.
0: Excellent. So people can go there. find out more information and uh, that's just so wonderful again uh, that just being able to provide such a Potentially unique way of, mm-hmm. you know, learning music in this way. Maybe people have uh, held back from getting involved in a sort of uh, music lesson type of setting, maybe because of some of these things. So it's great that you're offering those uh, solutions. So uh, being based out of Shiho, then when it comes to something like in-person uh, music lessons, uh, do you ever go to people or ultimately are people coming to you out in Shiho? Uh, how does that work?
1: People come to me um it wouldn't work very well if i had to do all the traveling well
0: true (laughs) so good point good point (laughs) yeah
1: i I wouldn't be able to take as many students for sure um but i have also talked to um someone at a local school who has an opening that i'm i'm hoping to join and help in in those lessons at the school this year for uh, a couple of days a week yeah and so um and then i also have online classes Where people can take, like, a class setting, you know, where there's more than one person. So, again, it's, um, I like to try different things and see what works best.
0: Uh, Monday to Saturday, you Mm -hmm. alluded to, taking Sunday off, of course.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Very good, too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then let's dive into a bit more about uh, yourself and uh, your background with when it comes to music. You alluded to some of that a bit earlier on and uh, how, uh, I guess, you mentioned the Partridge family. were you able to accomplish some of that that you had hoped to with in terms of uh, learning and playing music uh, with your family?
1: Yes, um, it, was, it was really cool how it all started. Uh, we were going to church as a family and my youngest son Sterling um, always had a, a beautiful voice. And our pastor recognized that, and so he asked him to start singing solos in the uh, in church. And so the first solo he ever sang was How Great Thou Art, and I learned that with him because we were expected, he was expected to do it without words. And so, you know, those four verses, I, I can still pretty much sing that song as we sing in a, in a church service, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But anyway... Um, that started um, our singing as a family, and then gradually what happened was um, we started singing all together as a family. And the boys, I have three, three boys, and they were younger. I think Sterling was five when he started, and then David uh, was about s- almost seven, and Curtis would have been around eight. And so they all, of course, were soprano, and I've always loved to sing harmony. And so I would sing the harmony, they would sing the soprano, but very quickly Curtis, uh, my oldest son, he learned that he could do harmony. So now he kind of displaced me with the alto, and then I was freed up so I could go up in between. And I just love that part. It's, it's a very intricate, interesting, kind of weird part sometimes, but it sure adds a lot. And so I did that, and he would get um, told, you shouldn't be singing that low at this age. You're going to hurt your vocal cords. <laughs> but he didn't listen, and he kept doing it. And then what happened, ultimately, was very cool. Um, as the boys were growing up, and, of course, their voices were starting to change, uh, guess who ended up singing soprano? <laughs> 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 it was me. <laughs> but what we would do is uh, the, the, uh, the lady who would, she'd actually record the song and our parts onto then a cassette tape. And we liked to travel around in the car together. We'd throw the tape in, and we'd practice with that tape. But in the end, we got to the point where if we knew the song, it was, oh, I really enjoyed it. We could start off in soprano, and gradually, one by one, the boys would drop into their parts.
0: Hmm. And we'd
1: be singing a cappella, and that's how we would practice. So, and then we were um, privileged to be able to take part in uh, three different gospel festivals doing the same thing. And, yeah, that's how it all happened that way. So, um
0: That's really neat. Uh, Again, like you alluded to, how it can be a a whole family affair with just getting everyone involved. And uh, for them, has that love of music ultimately. Carried on now into their adult years and everything like that.
1: Yes, it has. Um, yes, the, my oldest son Kurt, he's still singing in church. And um, David, I'm not sure if he's able to at this point. But I Sterling is a really cool story. Um, it's I'm going to say it's around 10 years ago now. I got a call from him one day and he said, "Mom, I want to learn how to play guitar." And I didn't realize until just recently that his dream was to sing professionally. Hmm. And so this was the beginning of that. And he started writing songs and uh, eventually recording songs. And now you can actually hear him on YouTube. He has his own YouTube channel. He's on Spotify. Uh, he's doing concerts. And he's on the radio here and there. He's, he's into country music mostly, and then he does some Christian on the side. Yeah. And um, one of the songs that he has sung just recently and released Uh, he didn't write this song his friend did but he sang it and he did a uh, had a music video done with it it's called believe okay beautiful song and what he does is uh, because of the profession that he's in he sees things that they hit to the heart Uh, you know they they really hard things sometimes and he writes about these things and so um, he deals with heart issues and tries to be an encouragement with his music.
0: Oh, excellent. Uh, music teacher Lorraine Preston joining us from Creative Cording Music Center. Also uh, one of her many titles, Proud Mom, I can just see it. <laughs> and uh, that's really awesome, Lorraine. Uh, again, lots of ways that people can really learn instruments uh, like you said with the flexibility of how people uh, are able to learn whether it's in person or online Uh, music in itself though too uh, just how people are able to pick up certain things Uh, do you find that you're able to cater with those different ways that people learn and are able to accommodate them in that way or is it usually one set way that you're trying to follow through with people and learn the instrument on this path? Mm -mm. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough.
1: Nope. We want to meet them where they are. Um, Everyone has a different learning style. Uh, Some people just learn by ear. Some people can only read notes. Uh, Some people are blessed to be able to do both. Um, It it affects, you know, if you're going to be playing in a group, it affects how that all comes together, you know, what the talents and skills are. Uh, for each person and so considering the fact that you know I have students in Alberta, I have students in Manitoba, mm-hmm. I have students in Saskatchewan, in Moose Jaw, in Sheehoe area coming up, um, you know I have to be very flexible and that's what really uh, adds to the intrigue for me because I just love Figuring out, I'm a troubleshooter, so I like to figure out how yeah. to make it work for people.
0: Yeah, excellent. Now, from this Christian perspective, let's dive into this a little bit more because, I mean, Christian music, church played at music, uh, you know, all of these different sorts of subgenres within Christian music as a whole. Even mm-hmm. uh, it's just incredible how um, it has its own. I don't know really what the right word to describe it would be, but. Uh, Sure, style might be a way, but just way as well that some songs are, you know, put together and ultimately learned. Uh, I know for myself, uh, when I thought about, you know, joining a worship team, for example, I was left a little uh, confused because these pages of music are not what I was used to learning things like uh, band music as a child, maybe in high school or even my uh, piano lessons that I took. Things like the the chords, if you will. That was something that was completely uh, foreign to me in that sort of way. Do you kind of go through a little bit of mm-hmm. everything or do you focus in on a specialty? Or again, it just comes down to what an individual wants to learn ultimately.
1: Uh, it's a little bit of all of those. Yeah. Um, the course that I use, uh, actually both my husband and I use, I started putting that course together when my children were little because I started teaching them guitar back then. And I, over the years, I've used it over and over again, and it's just expanded and expanded. Um, I love it. It gets people playing quickly and easily. They come out of our first class with a song. They come out of almost every class with a song. We don't like keeping people in on one song week after week. That's just boring. <laughs> <laughs> and we want to keep their interest and keep it fun. And so... Um, Yeah.
0: Just, again, whatever works for the individual to really accommodate what it is that they want to get out of music lessons.
1: So what we do is we start off with, say if someone's a brand new beginner. Sure. And say it's guitar. We start off with chords and songs and strumming and singing. Not everybody wants to sing. I know the, some of the young fellows are a little shy to sing in <laughs> front of a stranger, you know. And so we do a lot of singing at the beginning, but we always encourage people to start singing because, you know, if you're just playing chords and you don't have notes in front of you that have the timing involved and things, your singing really is the timing. Yeah. And, you know, as I've been teaching over the years, I've learned that many times people can learn bad habits. And one of the bad habits I feel, especially with guitar, is strum patterns. And, you know, it's so prevalent out there these days. Well, what's the strum pattern for that song? But I didn't plan on this, but it actually happened by accident. I learned a better way. There is such a simple way to play a song that makes it so much easier, and we don't have to worry about strum patterns. Okay. So, you know, there's that. Um, When it comes to piano, Same thing. Um, You know, sometimes people get hung up on finger placement. Oh, well, uh, where is this? Is it in C or is it in G? Well, then I know where all my fingers are. But that only works for so long. So what I do is I teach a system, and this is all developed over the years as we moved and as I taught. You know the teacher is often the student, and that's how the course has been developed. As people ask me for different songs that they wanted to play, Um, you know, maybe here's another part of what we do is ministry. um, From all different churches, when we moved to Winkler, we had a really good cross-section of churches, and I'd often ask people, what song would you like? And so they asked for their favorite song, or maybe they were playing some songs for the introduction at church, you know, or maybe it was a family gathering or a birthday. And these are how this is how the chorus expanded over the years. And now it's, it's just amazing. I love it. So getting back to piano uh, with finger placement, I teach it differently. It's it's simple. Once people catch on, they now they can identify what the name of the note is. They can identify where it is on the piano without finger placement. (laughs) And I get them to count at the same time, so we're... we're doing three things at once, which is building a really good pattern and it helps them to get ahead quickly and not have those bad habits.
0: Okay, excellent. Again, all you ever wanted to know, we are chatting today with Creative Cording Music Centers, Lorraine Preston, and she is based out of SheHo with her husband, Joe. Uh, So ultimately, uh, Lorraine, when people are signing up for lessons, is it just a matter of uh, what people are looking for specifically when it comes to instruments, whether they're gonna get yourself, Whether they're going to get Joe, how how does that work and how is it? You're just a team effort for you both.
1: We love working together. Okay. Um, We've always worked well as a team. And so what happens is Joe takes most often uh, the beginner guitar, ukulele, and piano students or keyboard students, and we use the same course. So he will bring them along to a certain point and then I take over and I'll take them further. So that frees me up to also teach banjo. He doesn't teach banjo. Um, He teaches those first three instruments. So this way I can take the more advanced students and I can take the banjo, the mandolin, the bass guitar. And it it allows us to be able to reach more people Mm -hmm. and help more people that way.
0: And from this Christian perspective, if you will, when you say that you're able to offer these from that sort of, I guess, perspective and lens, how does that incorporate into this? Is it ultimately uh, using mostly uh, church music, uh, songs people are familiar with in that kind of setting that refers to that, or what exactly?
1: What we do is um, somewhat specialized, but we always leave an option for people to ask for music they would like. So um, what the course is actually predominantly um, old hymns of the faith. Sure. Um, some modern worship music. And then if people ask for country music or, you know, they've got a pop song they like or whatever, we will accommodate that. But that is our primary focus. And what I do is I tell people, you know, if that's not really the kind of music that you personally want to play, you still need the basics. And so what I do is, uh, along with the cording, uh, the strumming, the singing, I teach people how to finger pick. And I've come up with a, a very... Um, Oh, wonderful finger picking program that allows people to learn uh, a certain number of picking styles and then you can take those styles and you can apply them to almost any song yeah and so those are the things we do Uh, we help people build those basics it's like building a basement in a house and make sure that's strong and then when they get to the point where they feel comfortable they can go out and if it's different music they want they can go and do that no problem
0: well and church music too songs that kids learn at vacation bible Mm. school sunday school
1: songs (laughs) yeah i mean even
0: for the songs that we play on this radio station i mean i get excited that my kids are singing along with them and the fact that they have that tie uh in christianity we're
1: keeping those old hymns alive yes and we're keeping those sunday school songs alive and those are encouraging especially at this time music Mm -hmm. is so important
0: Yeah, most definitely. Uh, Let's talk a little bit too, if people want more information, maybe they want to get the ball rolling on lessons or something like that for themselves, their family. Uh, Take us through the steps of how people can start signing up, I guess. Is it important that people, uh, like, I mean, uh, what is a usual calendar work? Do you need to start a certain group on a certain date? Or is that flexible? Just when someone has that urge to want to get involved, they can reach out to you? I guess, do you follow a certain calendar, I guess is what I'm asking.
1: Um, Basically, we follow the school calendar. So we start, uh, the week school goes back, we start. Okay. We take uh, Christmas holidays off the same way, and and usually March break, and then we finish in June. So that's the basic calendar. Um, We are flexible. Uh, somewhat, it's not like you have to sign up for a block, you know, and pay for a block and you can't quit type thing. We hope people will stay, um, but, you know, we don't force them to if they just find it's not for them or, you know, they just can't for whatever reason. I yeah. mean, all we ask for is just just let us know. Just work with us and we'll work with you. Um, if it's online um, and people sign up for the actual class, you know, classes where there are more than one person, then that isn't a block. Um but most of our classes, or almost all of them, are individual classes, whether they're online or in person. And, um, they I mean, we have people starting any, throughout the year, you know. Yeah. But often, like right now, I would say if anyone is interested in getting in, they, they should probably call sooner than later because I can't believe how much we've been getting lately. And it's exciting. It's very exciting. But sure. we also are filling up. So uh, we don't like turning people away. And um, But you know what? Uh, even after Christmas, I find that usually people, there's another kind of a wave that comes through. And then it's kind of funny, but even toward the end of the year, like after spring break, sometimes new people start. Yeah. And it's it's, it's yeah, it works out very well.
0: Well, welcome to the area again, uh, now out of SheHo, uh, the Creative Cording Music Centre. Uh, Lorraine Preston uh, joining us today on All You Ever Wanted to Know. Uh, Lorraine, uh, some more important details we want to give out before we wrap things up uh, for today. People are interested. Uh, they can give you a call. You want to throw out that contact information now?
1: Yes, thank you. Sure. Um, what we did is because we just moved to Saskatchewan last Thanksgiving weekend, so our cell phone number is actually still our Manitoba number. Okay. It's 204 332 1852. And then we have our landline, our SheHo number, and it's 306 849 3353. We can be texted on the 204 number. Our email address is JL, like Joe Lorraine, and then a period, dot Preston with a P, like Peter, P R E S T O N, at live, L I V E. or you can go to our website and again it's www.creativecording.com
0: well uh, Lorraine thanks again for being uh, able to join us on all you ever wanted to know to talk about your ministry Uh, people can find out more information about you know family discounts referral bonuses to and all the rest uh, through things like your website or by calling you today is there anything else you want to get out there before we wrap things up for today
1: Uh, We're looking forward to meeting all of you. So please, please, please give us a call quick and we will fit you in somewhere.
0: Again, Creative Cording Music Center. uh, We're chatting about today with Lorraine Preston on All You Ever Wanted to Know. Lorraine, thanks for coming in. Thanks for moving to the area. (laughs) You're welcome. uh, We're excited. People here in our area. Uh, I'm sure we'll chat again soon.
1: Okay, sounds good. Thank you.
0: All You Ever Wanted to Know on The Rock 98.5. Until next time, have yourself a wonderful day and be blessed.